Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. That shit becomes your badge of honor. Warheads, atomic fireballs. Uh, then there's also the fucking, uh, I know that it sounds silly, silly, but big red gum. Yeah. You can really um, debate totally. somebody with some big red gum. And, and you know, they seem pretty innocuous one by one. Mm-hmm. The hot tamales, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you get fucking dared to like eat 50, 15 18 hot tamales at once who boy i know i know i mentioned it before but those little say on fire i used to have to suck my hot tamales those little till till they were see-through but my those little um bottles of like breath droplets and then there was breath strips too for a while oh yeah you put that shit under your tongue and it was like cocaine Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Off to never, never land. Wait, love story. What were you singing? Taylor Swift. Is that the name of the song? Oh, that was that was the nostalgic front theme song, Taylor's version. Hell yeah! Well, we tailored it down a little bit. Took a hemmed and hawed a lot on it. I know that. How are you, buddy? I mean, yeah. Well, I think you already know this, but I'm fantastic. Have you heard Weezer doing uh, Metallica's Inner Sandman? Yeah. A lot of Metallica covers coming out right now, man. Yeah. Metallica is like kind of, I think, trying to finally rehabilitate their personality after uh, Napster. Like it's been a long time, but they're trying to, they're doing a podcast too. Oh, yeah. You know that? Yeah. They're, Fucking every idiot's got one of those fucking things nowadays. Yeah. I'm honestly, Just, yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm surprised Lars doesn't have like a like a network that he's not like Joe Rogan, you know, telling people not to get the vaccine and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing a podcast. I think it's like an eight episode. I, I haven't go- I only slightly read this, so I could be wrong, but it's like an eight episode uh, from the band where they discuss the making of the black album. Uh huh. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I know I know Jason Isbell did a fun, sad but true cover. Yeah, it's out that. now. And uh, Jungle Cruise at two different points plays an instrumental. It, the movie opens with the Disney logo mm-hmm. and a instrumental version of it. Nothing else matters. Whoa! Uh, so that's super weird. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, oh, and I'll get into that. I'm, we'll get into that. There, we'll talk fucking, about that. That mouse better lawyer up. That's all I'm saying. Uh-oh. That's all. Oh, wait. For us? I'm saying. Are we going to assume the podcast? I'm, we could, yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, yeah, let's do it. Okay, My, we'll get to that gonna, in the next segment. Yeah. First off, how are you, brother? What that's, you been a, up to? That's, that's what you call a lead, uh, a lead segment, you know? A tease. A tease. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Me? I've, uh, what have you been up uh, to, man? How was your work. week? Fucking working, man. Yeah. Grindstone. Yeah. We got this school we got to build, you know? Yeah. We built this school. Yeah, yeah. 
We built this school on fantasy football podcast radios. <laughs> is it uh that's an Ankeny, is that correct? Yeah, the new Ankeny High School. Yeah. The, the Jaguars. Yankee Jaguar. Centennial <laughs> Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's I like fun. to do comedy for Jaguars. They they book a lot of spots. Are Jaguars old women who are horny? No, those are cougars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh that's fun. So I bet you just... Gardner Minshew pulls down some cougars. Oh yeah. That guy that, that Jaguar gets some cougars. You see that guy's fun. He's fun. He made some comment on some he interview. Fun. He's like uh he's he will not accept being number two to yeah, the he's... point where he hasn't taken a shit in months. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I so yeah. Uh, yeah. Just working a lot right now, and then uh, doing fucking stand-up comedy. God, you you fuck, know, so fucking jealous. Doing fucking, you know, mics and stuff. Yeah. Seeing went to, everyone. Went to a show last night. Uh, oh. Druids, a pretty good uh, Des Moines metal band. Yeah. They they do like big stonery riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like a older Mastodon or like uh, Baronet. You know, just yeah. uh, just. This is a big, like, big riffy metal band. Yeah, sure. You know? And, uh, like, they've done 8035. Yeah. Got, I pretty, and that was at the Gas Lamp. So, oh, nice. I like that place. Yeah. We've and I've been... never seen uh, a band at the Gas Lamp. And it used to be called Blues on Grand. Yeah. Yeah. It was so back in the day. They've I had saw... bands there forever. But I saw well... bands at Blues on Grand and I saw bands at the Gas Lamp. I saw the, I saw Frontier Ruckus, Ruckus at the Gas Lamp one Hell time. yeah. And what was really cool is they uh, booked, since it was a kind of like a lot of stonery, jammy bands uh, outside of the Druids as well. One of the bands has a guy that does background projections on the screen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like like 60s psychedelic style. And I've never seen it before. And he's basically got three spinners. Yeah. And three cameras set up. And like he's spinning and putting art on these like little squiggles and paint drops on the thing as he's spinning to like make everything happen. It's just really cool when you're like, oh, there's a art form I had never even thought about. And this guy is, you know. Yeah. So he's basically playing the visuals. It's similar to like it's like DJ Lethal. But instead of adding scratches, he's adding visuals. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I just, just like live paint basically yeah i pulled up uh druid's website druidsiowa.com great band yeah uh, funny they don't da- look druish <laughs> their dates hadn't been updated in a while but they did a big tour last year that and i'm guessing this tour didn't even fucking happen you know but they were supposed to play saint vitus on yeah. uh, april 14th yeah cannot cannot imagine that happened you know yeah we saw them with modern life is war yeah uh, a couple like two summers ago when the world was still going on. Yeah, you know, it was a great show. And I do know the dudes from Baroness were there. Cool. So. That's great. That's great. I love that. I, I would stand up in Mer- uh, metal have a very similar thing where like you could go to a local spot in your town and see a band that fucking rules or a comedian that fucking rules. That's maybe yeah. not a household name. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of metal. That's probably now, everything. Anyway. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, everybody's um, doing stuff. It's yeah. pretty cool. Well, now I saw you uh, before we move on to what I've been up to. I saw you saw friend of the show, uh, Lebedo. We talked a little bit about it last week, uh, but where did Lebedo do stand up? Where did you guys do that set at the station? I have never heard of it. It looked cool. It looked fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this old bar Zim's. It's 
it's a great room. It's a great bar mm -hmm. for stand up comedy there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just in the back of the bar. This used to be a back room that had like, you know, like 15 years ago, it was two pool tables and a silver strike. Sure, machine. sure, sure. Oh, I love a silver strike machine. And now they're just going for more sports bar. So mm -hmm. it's all tabletops back there now. And it's this perfect little area for uh, yeah. stand up. And then, uh, yeah, Anthony came out and played the hits. It was a nice. good time. Nice. Yeah. The, uh, is there is a weird being back there? Like, is a, has a lot of places changed in names? Like, uh, do you kind of feel like you're it, in like a, a dream to a degree? Yeah. Especially like uh, your fast foodie places. Oh, or, yeah. You know, just any of those restaurants that pop up, especially, you know, it's harder for chains anyways. And then, uh, you know, because there's just shitty ones that just close. So it's like, oh, they finally got rid of that subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited. Way more that. Panera breads, too, man. Yeah. Like, what do you you like a Panera? I've never asked you that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like their tomato soup a lot. I like the broccoli cheese. I like a broccoli cheese soup with an mm -hmm. extra bread. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. They're a, um, I think possibly a Panera in the middle of the pandemic. I think Stacy and I went to a Panera. Yeah. And like didn't sit down, but like it was right when people were starting to sit down, like maybe last August when they were first opening stuff. Um, I like their tomato soup. Don't love their coffee, but it, it does the trick. Um. Yeah, yeah, Panera Bread. I'm sure it's a nightmare corporation. Well, that's that's funny because uh, that that's your floor for coffee. Yeah, you know that's yeah. Does it? It does the trick. Mm -hmm. You know, and all I need is the caffeine kick. But if it has a good flavor, then that's just gravy. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, it has a good flavor. Gravy. Gravy. Gravy is great. Bet those Canadians probably put gravy in their coffee, huh? Gravy. They do. They they probably do. Gravy and fucking. Uh, Cheese curds, cheese curds, yeah, in their coffee. Yeah, the ah, this is a we're talking to just talking about. Shit we need closing. a coffee to sponsor us. Yeah, we do, but we need like that's what sucks is that's why we got to change the opening to the show because we got to yeah. be a, we got to be a brand again because uh -huh. we well, I mean, we're always brand on with you, but we got to be a brand again. Front, brought to you by Flick That Bean Coffee. One of those things where they give us coffee, rocket ship coffee, pow, I just squ uh, squirted it in my pants, you know, you're going to want to grind these beans. Um. <laughs> You know, really grinds my beans. That's the new segment of the show. Uh huh. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about things closing. God damn, my office where I work. Uh huh. Uh, I was temping with a friend of the show, fan of the show, real enough for getting hamburger. Oh he yeah. Came in and tempted with me again last week. Mm -hmm. We were gonna run down and grab a snack, grab a little quick lunch, and there's one of those in Clunch. New York. Yes, you got it. A crunch. In New York, there's a little kitchenette type things. These happen. These are everywhere. Where it's like you can get. On one side, it's a hot bar. On the other side, it's like pizza. There's ramen. There's Chinese in the back. They won't let me into hot bars. Oh, no. You have to go to the Uggo bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I go downstairs. Fucking sign on the door. We're closed. Thank you for your 25 years of Patreon patronage. We love you all. Fucking closed over the weekend. I ate at this place a thousand times. Yeah. No notice. Nothing. And it was so, oh, man, it really, I mean, we're. It really affected me. It really bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. Losing a losing a spot you've eaten at a million times. I was so, especially during the pandemic because they were always you could always get takeout there. So like when I'm already in my head about having to go into the fucking city last June, July. And the one place that would feed me that I knew was safe is now fucking gone. God damn. Anyway, 
Uh, I'll tell well, you some more some more fun I, things. I, I will ahead. say a lot of things change, but I'm still very appreciative that uh, there is a grocery store in uh, Des Moines. Yeah. And I drove by to make sure because it's very important to me. There's a grocery store that uh, it's an Asian food market now. Mm-hmm. And at one time it was a Hollywood video. That's right. But they still have the posters like mm-hmm. the wall murals from the movies painted on the wall. Yeah. So we should get sponsored by that place. I think we talk yeah. about it enough on the podcast. Fuck yeah. That's the place I'm always that going to give my Batman forever poster. A I shout think out. I feel like it was when I came back for the the first Beast Village when you didn't live here yet. You didn't move to New York yet, but I was still in New York already. And I came back and you were driving me around and you just were like, hey, you got to see this. And you just pulled me into the parking lot and parked. And I was like, so what are we going to go and get some like noodles or something? And you're like, no, look. And we just looked through the windows of the posters and it ruled Hell yeah. uh, Burger King right next to that. Down oh. the, you know what I mean? That's oh. where I first will got forever to, have my heart where I first got the impossible with a uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Matt Lamb. Mm. Comedian, Des Moines comedian Matt Lamb. We went there and had some uh, Impossible Burgers. Oh, uh, I thought I thought you were going to reference the uh, Burger King in Bushwick. Oh no, that Bush. Oh boy, that, I just talked about that yesterday. Though I was, we had we had drinks with friends. Well, I didn't have booze, yeah. you know, but we were hanging out with some friends yesterday on a rooftop, and uh, we brought it up. And I was talking about how like uh, when you get off the Knickerbocker stop, you smell Burger King, and you're like. And I fucking love Burger King. And it's like, nobody loves Burger King, but Burger- because it's so into the area, it uh, makes you think you want it. Burger King has this thing where it's like, I think one time I had good Burger King. Yeah. And then they trick me into yeah. uh, thinking that the next time is going to be good Burger. It's King. like that thing with when women have babies, they have yeah. like a, a an endorphin that erases all the pain so that they'll procreate again. Yeah, it's like that. Like we have a thing that for- makes us forget that Burger King kind of sucks shit. The fries are real bad. I love a, I love an impossible burger. Love a slush. Hate their fucking fries. Yeah, so much. Um, I'll tell you some things I've been up to. I've been watching some shows um, as you do, as I do. I watch a show that I did not think I would enjoy, but I did called The Flight Attendant. Have you seen this? No, but I, I, I I'm familiar with it. It's Kaylee Cuoco Cuoco. Yeah, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. And uh, I don't I love her and Harley Quinn. Ten I, simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. That's right. Uh, eight, eight simple rules. Yeah, you added two, which you always do that because your other two rules are don't and don't fucking do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't love her because I Big Bang is a corny thing to me. And I know that's silly, but whatever. Yeah, but they so got to get assumed, paid. Well, I assumed that this was going to be not as good. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was a fun ride. Um, well, like she's eight episodes. I mean, uh, if that's good and you pair that with Harley Quinn, it's really yeah. just she did that. So now she can pretty much do whatever the hell that she wants. Totally. And she produced this, too. And I like she actually like bought the rights. Yeah, and got it all going because she has a, a billion dollars <laughs> forever. She I saw there's a really great interview. There's a lot of these on YouTube. I think it's maybe uh, the Hollywood Reporter does them maybe. But where they have like it's like this, it's like a Zoom call, but it'll be two celebrities talking to each other. And there's one with her and Elizabeth Olsen. And it's basically them promoting WandaVision and the flight attendant, but it's them discussing it. And they talk about all the things they did. And it was really good because it's like it's basically Elizabeth Olsen, who was on the full house set as a little kid Mm -hmm. because of her sisters. But like she's only ever done movies talking about how to make a TV show that's very sitcom like like WandaVision was. 
And then in the other window was Kaylee Cuoco or whatever talking about going from Coco (laughs) Coco. bird brain (laughs) talking about going from only uh, sitcoms her whole life to doing more of a long dramatic thing and how like how exhausting it was for her because she had no idea how hard this stuff was. She thought it was going to be an easier, you know, step. Um, And I thought that was interesting, Um, but pretty good show. Um, Also, now, I think last week on the show, I mentioned that I was watching the the classic 70s series Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that 70s series. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, that 70s classic, that 70s series Battlestar Galactica starring uh, Ashton Goodger. but I haven't watched it. I was I finished that and it was pretty good. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to watch the the 2004 season series again. Battlestar Galactica. Love it. Have you ever seen that? No, I know it. Uh, I, I just never got around to it because the original one was like cheesy thing cheesy, that got yeah. made fun of. Yeah. And then it, uh, I didn't have the best opinion of a lot of this uh, sci fi original stuff. Yeah. Anyways, like I'd watch reruns mm-hmm. and movies. Of shit I liked on uh, Sci-Fi Channel, but a lot of their TV shows, especially back then, were kind of yeah. well. That's exactly it. So I never gave it a chance. It's one of those things where, like, I never, I never knew that it was a sci-fi show because when it was on on the air, my only reference point was the fucking Office joke where it's like ba- Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. But I watched it in its hole when I moved to New York in like 2013. In my hole, that little room I rented. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I loved it. Hey, you better watch it in those holes. That's right. Eight simple rules for watching it in those holes. Uh, I loved it when I watched them, but I didn't even know it was like a sci-fi original. I thought it was like a fucking HBO show or something. Um, but it's and that's a weird time. 2013, I just moved to the city. I was staying up all night doing comedy. I was anxious. I had no money. And so I'm re-watching the series now. I don't remember fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Like plot lines. You're, I don't remember. Fuck around and watch Stargate. I, I might do that, but right. I will. I will say I think you should jump into Battlestar Galactica, the 2004 series. It's awesome. I'm fully enjoying it. And it's, yeah, and it's they have like a, I don't know it, but it, there's a pretty huge twist in the like main narrative. Mm-hmm. I remember with one of the characters. Yeah, there's a there's a handful. Over. There's a handful of them. That where things happen where you're like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah, it's just very good. So I highly recommend it. It'd be a fun one to do a deep dive podcast about someday. Um, uh, but I've been watching that. And so that's been like and it's also not a, it's not a lot of episodes, it's like 13 episodes a season. A and it's created by Ronald D. Moore, who was the guy that made uh, Next Generation as good as it was in like Deep Space Nine. He's that guy. Um, so it's kind of like it, what if he didn't have to work in the Star Trek you know, element. Yeah. What if he could do more? And it, it's very good. Um, but yeah, I've been watching this. And then uh, the last thing I did was I went last night uh, to a little baseball game. Oh, yeah. Cyclones. Yeah. Brooklyn Cyclones. I got the hat on right now. You can see. Oh, that. yeah. Bought that fresh, brand new. Uh, watched. I uh, went to the game. Uh, a handful of comedians went. Uh, Ross Parsons was there. Kath nice. Barbadoro was there. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Whitey. Go- yeah, you can't go wrong with uh with with going out to the ballpark, man. That's right. That's right. Jean, you know what? Hey, you know what they t- say? Uh baseball fever is not a symptom of COVID. So that's good. I baseball is like wrestling. Yeah. Where you just go to an event or just like watch it and it's you don't have to follow it and you already yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. You know? 
And this is funny. It was Seinfeld night, which I thought was going to be a much what, bigger deal. Like yeah, it what, didn't matter what, really. That's why all the comedians were there, right? Well, you well, could like easily what's the deal with Seinfeld night. Then <laughs> you could easily be there the whole day and not even realize it was Seinfeld night. Mm-hmm. Um, they had on the screen. There was a lot of weird Seinfeld clips and stuff like that. When they would show a player like up to bat, their face would be like photoshopped over like the the restaurant they hang out at. Um. And during the game, they had a lot of little get games they would play, like a lot of um, they did like a juju fruit or whatever it was contest oh, throwing yeah. contest and a bagel throwing contest. I uh, uh, David, uh, I got uh, him as my thirtieth ranked wide receiver right now. There you go, juju Car- fruit smoothie juju- Schuster. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carly, uh, David Twitty's girlfriend, uh, who I met yesterday, she was very nice. I don't know her last name, sorry, uh, or I've blanked on it. I'm sure I do, but I. Uh, she got called down and got to actually do one of the games and won and won like a fucking cool Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, like a mm-hmm. uh, Funko type thing um, and was on the screens and people kept coming around and being like, good job. Well, and also the baseball game, it was all you can drink. Uh, so everyone's getting boozed up. All It was $10 free food. So everybody's eating food. Andrew Whoa. Durso was there. Sean McCarthy was there. John Rowe Rosenberger was there. Did you do the bit? I did do the bit. I took a photo of me doing the bit and I sent to my nephew, the race car bit. Yeah. Um, Listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at my Instagram. It's on there. Uh, Like I'm driving a car. Driving a truck, driving a tractor. You can drive Uh, anything. That's right. Hey, if you got empty seats in front of you, you can drive anything. Hey, I got Nick. (laughs) I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) Uh, And then uh, after the game, there was fireworks. That was exciting. And the game was exciting. There was two home runs by Brooklyn. it was close. That, the if there's whole one time. thing I know about the Cyclones in Brooklyn, a lot of ups and downs. That's right. There was also. Yeah. And then after the game, we we dipped out early so we didn't have to deal with. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a roller coaster joke for the folks uh-huh. that don't know. Uh, we had to dip out early, but then uh, it seemed like a lot of the folks that were still there that stayed till the fireworks were over. They all went over and rode the fucking roller coaster, too. So that's exciting. Yeah. Speaking of dipping out. Yeah. One thing I miss about. uh baseball chaw, nowadays chaw, chaw tobacco you just don't have those guys like a lenny dykstra where it looks like half their face is gonna exp- like yeah like they got bit by a spider that's right they did get bit by <laughs> on their cheek uh so did you see the sausage race they did a sausage race but it was I, on the I other lo- side and so we didn't I really get to pay attention the sausage to it. race it's yeah. the superior race <laughs> uh it, someone would say it's the master race and those people are fascists uh <laughs> I, I take my sausage fastest on, on a case by case basis. You know, you know, there's links between sausage and fascism. <laughs> oh, shit. It's the trending topics, topics that have trended. I, that was bad. I don't want that at all. And we're back. Uh <laughs> Andrew Trebeka, buddy, big week in the trending topics world. Thank you for being a trend. That's what I should have done. Yeah, there you go. Hey, invited everyone you knew. I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is way too many people. <laughs> you you invented you invited fucking that neighbor. I doesn't like that neighbor. I doesn't like. Hey, buddy, who do you know here? That's what they always say to me. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that was fun. Okay, so a lot big week. 
I got to give you the mic stand. I keep forgetting to fucking send you a mic stand, buddy. I'll uh-huh. tell you what. Watch this. Watch me right now. Rainbow. Watch. Ready? Boy, that's fun. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. I hands free, bud. You can really stand and deliver. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Um, Big week for stuff, but also not a big week. Now, yeah. just to not. We'll start with this just to get it out of the way. But Trevor Moore from the Whitest Kid You Know passed away. Sounds Sucks. like it was an accident. Very young. Very sad. I. Yeah. Where are you? Are you a? Were you a big? Did you watch all their stuff? I watched the first season, and I think uh, Abraham Lincoln Same. and the vampires. Yeah, uh, I've seen their or, big sketches a lot. Yeah, yeah, that sketch is like one of my like. Yeah, it's uh, it cracks me up. Stacy and I were talking about this when we found out yesterday. It's like uh, of our age doesn't hit it, but there are people who are like probably late, mid to late twenties, early thirties, who this was their thing. Because yeah. they were 13 when this was on. The way that I feel about Aqua Teen and shit, this was oh, yeah. their thing. And uh, very sad. Love, if you've never seen it, Google Why Does Kid You Know Abraham Lincoln Sketch. It's one of the funniest things of all time. Um, very sad. Uh, and then also, just this morning, I wake up to news. Friend of the show, Nostra Khan, sends me a text. I mean, he's got alerts up for this kind of stuff. Sends me a text right away. Marky Post from Night Court passed away. Yeah. Night Court? What is up with Night Court? Good night, court. There's a Good night, sweet the, prince court. More like night court curse. I think somebody, somebody go check on Bull. Bull and Marsha Warfield are all we got to see. And John Nerkett, of course, is still yeah, around. Yeah. But and at, by the way, I don't know what your experience with night court is, but John Nerkett, if you if you ever want to listen to like a uh, uh, listeners, if you think you know who Dan Fielding from Night Court is, or John Nerkett from the John Nerkett show. Go listen to his What the Fuck with Mark Marin. He is the most interesting, genuine, sweet, caring person. It is insane that's, how much I love it. That's always him. good to hear. Loved it. Um, but yeah, they're the, I mean, Harry's gone. Marky Post's gone. Uh, we just lost Charles Robinson a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, 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 um, what's her name? The older woman that was the, uh, she's gone. Um, that's a real weird thing because Night Court was on in 84. Think about Cheers. We still got everybody from Cheers except for Coach. Yeah. And that was on that started four years before. Yeah, we got people from Cheers fucking being uh, serial killing fucking CG monsters. That's right. Even Taxi, which was on like in 76, other than uh, 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 Andy Kaufman and uh, what's the name of the fellow that passed away because of drugs a couple years ago. Tony's still around. You know, there. I mean, Mary Lou's still around. Yeah. Rieger. I know everybody from DeVito. Taxi. Got DeVito's, another fucking season of fucking Sunny coming. DeVito. DeVito's and, in like the longest running sitcom of all time. Yeah, it's wild. Um, What now? OK, so what are some of the other stuff you mentioned? Uh, Somebody from Cheers is a villain. That what is new that? Venom trailer? Oh, Venom. Oh, Woody. Yeah. Here comes the carnage. That's right. What do you think yeah. of that? Uh, it's just I think it's going to be funny when kids like watch uh, natural born killers and stuff. Yeah. Once they start hearing about that movie a bunch, just because yeah. he's playing a crazy killer. Yeah. Uh, I think it could be fun and stupid, just like the other one. And yeah, you're going to get some pretty gnarly kill scene or I don't know. It is PG-13, I guess. So I think it'll. I think it does pretty good at being. I mean, the first one rode the line. Yeah. Blood and guts and shit. Um, yeah, I, I am going to rewatch Venom and then I'm going to go see that. I think in the theater by myself 
And yeah, yeah. Because I haven't seen the first Venom since it came out or no, since it was like released on stuff. And I didn't care because at the time it was like, this is some other universe who yeah, fucking Venom cares. sucks. What is the deal? And or maybe, no, I suck Venom. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Remember Venom, the energy drink from come and go. Yes. Aluminum cans. That fucking shit ruled the purple. Oh, mm-hmm. loved it. Um, What is I? Uh, what's the deal with the Jared Leto one? What was that called? Morpheus. Yeah. Uh. Well, is that uh, ever coming out? It's a movie about a disease and bats. Oh, sure. So that kind of kills its marketability for yeah. a little bit. Jared Leto fucking sucks. I uh, well, because well, another thing we'll talk about it here in a minute, but the Suicide Squad's out. So I was watching a lot of random Suicide Squad yeah. content and it was Did- I saw an interview. You know, that whole story about how Jared Leto's like on the set. He was playing the Joker. He was sending condoms and dead rats to people. Yeah. I saw an interview where he's like, yeah, stuff just people run with stories. Who knows? It, all this stuff gets taken out and people make up stuff and blah, blah, blah. But then in the same video, it was um Sunday, whatever those are called. Mr. Sunday Pants or whatever that fucking YouTube channel mm-hmm. is. I like Uh, they played that clip of Jared Leto being like, yeah, people ran with it and took it. You know, people make stuff up. Who knows? But then they showed the clip from like a year before where Jared Leto on the red carpet says, I was sending condoms to people and dead rats and really trying to get the character. Yeah. So all the rumors came from him. Fuck you. It, it's Steve crazy. And, and another reason I don't like him is how much time he spends uh, on the red carpet and not the red planet, considering he's 30 seconds from Mars. That is correct. Oh, boy. What was I watching? Oh, it was in Battlestar Galactica. In the first episode, mm. there's a part where they say 30 seconds. That can't be what they said, because Mars doesn't involve that thing. Get, I swear to God, of, they said 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah, I, you get a lot of BSG in your Chinese food. <laughs> I purpose, I go to places that don't know no BSG. Yeah, uh, films, though, this has been big, big oh, movie. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I watched the uh, Jungle Cruise. You did. Now, what? tell me, what do you think? Brees Hall, uh, Heisman hopeful, Iowa State running back, uh-huh. tweeted Jungle Cruise five stars. <laughs> Yeah. So well, what do you first think? Off, uh, I'm going to sue it. OK, uh, yeah. You I remember earlier in the show, you mentioned mm-hmm. you had issues because they stole my act. What they do? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is literally laying the smack down, doing my entire act, all of my bits. Wait, what do you mean? He's basically doing my act. Uh, well, one of his bits, I, I'll give it away because pretty early, but he his character just does uh, corny ass puns yeah. and one liners. Does he do your any of your specific ones? Well, no, but like it's well, my then style. You can't be mad. What are you getting pissed off at when you watch a Hedberg special too? What's going on here? Kinda. <laughs> uh, well, that's a bummer. Wouldn't it be funny though if he did literally like a fucking nine jokes he makes no. are from your act? It's it- like when we found the Dwight York thing all over. <laughs> It's funny, too, because the wife was like, uh, this is you, basically. <laughs> and then you and show her people, the photo of the rock from yeah, uh, Hercules. Like people, he's telling jokes and people are groaning at him in the movie. Yeah, but it's fun. fun. It's really fun. Uh, it has a twist. I didn't expect it's basically uh, everything that was good about the first movie about a Disney ride. Yeah, it's it's got some definite. uh jungle or pirates of the caribbean it's like pirates of the caribbean kind of mixed with like indiana jones okay uh you know and it's just fun you know it's got that disney magic you know where like 
to one degree, uh, the you get a lot of like CG animals, but it's also their characters in the movie too. Yeah. So you can't, you know. I'm gonna look it up. See who. But it's fun. See who directed it. Uh, director Guy was Ritchie. Jomi Cole Sarah. Uh, looks French. Michael's. Oh. That's Michael's brother. Weird. It it was directed by the guy who did uh, Orphan and The Shallows. You ever huh. see The Shallows? No, but That's, uh, the shallows is that movie with Blake Lively where she's like stuck on a rock the whole time with the shark. It's really good. Yeah, but I suggest it cool. in the theater. Uh, we watched it at home. Uh, yeah. But, Did you uh, pay for it on that thing where you spend like 30 bucks or whatever it is? Yes. OK, yes, yeah. I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only way I can watch it at home. That's right. I uh, I'll wait, but I will watch. Oh, Jesse Plemons is in it. I really like him um, from uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, and I love Emily Blunt. I think she's great in everything. I think oh, yeah, her, and she's I, really great in that. So I think her husband, uh, John Krasinski, he's a war criminal, I'm pretty sure. But I still like her a lot. Plus, it's a big, uh, you know, adventure, fun romp of a movie mm-hmm. that uh, is all new stuff, you know, you lo- and it's got you- its own. It's got its own lore. Uh, and it's fun. You love a romp, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard I'm you're wearing romp- a, I heard you're I'm wearing romp a romper core. right now. Yeah. You say romp core? Uh-huh. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I I don't have any I don't have any interest or any want to see it, but I will yeah. watch it once it's Whenever you get around to, to it, you're going to be like, yeah, eh, better than uh yeah. yeah. I, it'll, it'll definitely be better than I expect. Um another thing, oh, let's let's buzz through some more of these uh little notes and then we'll get to the movie that we both watch and we'll talk about that a little bit, yeah. if, you know. But um other things that are the other trending things this week, uh Marvel What If comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a new trailer. I really enjoyed. I think it's going to be fun. And I like how they're tying it in with the. It's not just these stories could happen. It's like, well, well these are other universes. You know what I mean? They're well, actually... the uh, just the idea of infinite universes yeah. means that there's infinite possibilities. So everything is now a uh, yeah. part. It, you know, that's just how you... that that's like basic physics and science and the fact like if infinite realities exist there is literally a reality where me and you are thor and captain america flying around or me and you pitch our own we could like pitch our own fucking uh yeah i know iron man spider-man story and then that happened that's real you Mm -hmm. know uh other things cobra kai season four is going to come out in december i don't know cobra kai mander yeah, Cobra Kaiju. It's all about a big snake that's also a oh, fucking big Godzilla. Kaiju week. Big Kaiju week. Yeah, big week. Kaiju week. Uh, now, Reem, I'd say before December, I think you should watch Cobra Kai because I think you would fucking love it. I think it's 100% up your alley. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I think you'll love it. Uh, we don't, I, I, I live in it, Iowa, dude. We don't have alleys. No, you don't have alleys. You also don't have uh, fucking masks there, <laughs> from what I hear. Maybe a bowling alley. Uh, also... Uh, it looks like see, uh, they said a uh, Stranger Things season four is going to come out next year, not this year. Uh, again, I've never seen that. So we're kind of the other way with that. I, I'm just excited when everybody's just going to have mustaches. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, free NBA free agency. The Lakers are building super teams. That's funny. 11 more like 22. Thank you. Oh, because she's old. Um, I can't. It's going to be set in the 90s. That would be fun. It's set in 1998 and they're all fucking watching Caroline in the city. Yeah. Uh, Get ready whole, to go to Woodstock. Yeah. A whole a whole episode is spent talking about what happened last night on Mad About You. 
Uh, okay, and then uh, some other TV things. Uh, I'm mad about Yoohoo. Oh, I, I'm mad about puking Yoohoo all up over the fucking Pew, Warped Tour in 2004. Just in two. Uh, and then uh, Bad Batch finale. Oh, yeah. The part one. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Edge uh, of my seat. Uh, well, the cloning stuff, it's really interesting that Bad Batch is, you know, there and mm-hmm. uh, where it's going. Uh, and you can kind of see it, too, in uh, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where, where the obvious way to go is lean more into, like, clony type stuff because they're going to wind up uh, like you can see the stuff coming for Snoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, cloned emperor mm-hmm. because we didn't that's not really Palpatine in uh, Return. Rise, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's Palpatine's clone. Yeah, but it's not mentioned in the movie anywhere. So there I I think it's you're gonna like we're gonna get a lot of cool stuff with uh, I am so excited clones and tying the three trilogies together. I am so excited for them to and I we know this is gonna happen because Filoni does this. They're gonna do something that's gonna make me love Rise of Skywalker, and it's gonna take like 40 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually we'll get there where I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, like there's gonna be an episode of like Bad Batch season six where they're looking into like a crystal ball of like the future that could be. And then that's going to be revealed to be what the movies were, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, okay. So then well, I guess that's, that's pretty much all that shit. Let's jump uh, into yeah. uh, the film that we both saw. Uh, not, yeah. not the topic of the day, of course, but uh, uh, the suicide, suicide squad. squad. When Hell did, yeah. When did you watch it? I'm wondering Thursday night. Me too. Didn't fuck around. Didn't even know it was out yet. Yeah. I, I figured it wasn't coming out till Friday at you know three a.m. or whatever the way they do bad. Yeah, but they put them out on Thursdays. You don't even think yeah. about it. Uh, same thing happened within the Heights, where it was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's out." Well, we're watching that tonight. It um, a uh, boy, I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I bet I know you fucking love that soundtrack. Yeah, well, fuck, man. Right away, uh, when they start showing uh, the 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 okay, so the second team basically, they play uh. What is that song? Those are people December who died. Oh, no. yeah. Those are people who died. Those are people who died. Yeah. Died. Like Gigi Allen. Jim Carroll band. And that is a song that I fucking love. And I've been listening to it because it randomly showed up in my Spotify one day. Uh-huh. Um, And it's just a dude from the 80s talking about all of his friends that are dead. And when that came up on the goddamn playlist, I was blown away. And what opens it? There's some really great song that opens it, too. Can you oh. remember? I don't remember, but it worked really well in the movie, which is yeah, I'm uh, look at obvious, the soundtrack. obviously something that James Gunn does well. Yeah. And there's oh, a lot Folsom County Blues. That's right. Full, yeah. Johnny Carson, Johnny, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Oh, wild <laughs> stuff. Weird, wild stuff. I uh, it's all that train coming. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it opens with the Folsom County Blues. It's really good. I loved the setup. Um, also. Talk it's about the, it. Tell me about it. It's the first uh, or one of the first uh, or first for the major franchises, at least. Boy, uh, live action comic book superhero movie that kind of did the invincible route where it's yeah. like, what if I mean, people are going to die and you have all of these super fucking powers that are colliding everywhere. You're going to have like some gnarly gore, mm-hmm. you know? 
and this was the first one that I could think of outside of maybe like kick ass, but not yeah. even that it had like, you know, it was done. So, I mean, you knew what you were into the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And when as you soon have- as they well, they did the thing and I'm glad they did it with a bird because I don't like birds, but they did that thing that's like, oh, this isn't your dad's TV series by killing an animal immediately. They kill that bird. Yeah. And then you get the fucking justice when the birds eating. Uh, what's his fuck? You know? Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved the way they set it up. A lot I loved, of good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you're able to kill off people the way that you are in that yeah. movie, uh, it really makes it for like many red weddings throughout where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a key character yeah. or something. And then and know, a lot of those uh, moments. Not only that, it I mean, it is like a fun gore fest, you know, like some chud who doesn't know nothing could un- could could enjoy that. Yeah. But also really great themes about like uh, uh, letting your guard down and, and, and loving people, enjoying teams. Also, fucking awesome themes about like anti-American imperialism and shit. Their whole thing isn't yeah. to go save people, isn't to help people. It's to destroy proof that America murdered a bunch of people like. It's fucking that's fucking good. And you know? I loved the creature effects for. Oh, yeah. It, for the I, I mean, it's in the trailer. I mean, this is like spoiler, spoiler kind of but like you I'm probably, not yeah. going to give anything away. But yeah. uh, the fucking kaiju and everything yeah, involved with that, just the way it looked and... like you could really uh, see like James Gunn's uh, trauma uh, mm-hmm. background or trauma trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently and I didn't realize this, but the guy I don't I'm not as versed in what trauma that whole world of horror is, but apparently the guy that is that the father of trauma is in it. He plays like a yeah. side character in one. Scene. Oh, it was just like uh super punk Rocky, like New yeah. Jersey uh, movie studio Filmmaking that, stuff. Okay. that made like a bunch of crazy. I think ass. I think Slither, his first movie or one of his first movies, Slither is considered. It could be. I just remember um, like class of Newcomb High. Yeah. And the Toxic Avengers type stuff. Oh, ta- and, uh, yeah. Toxic Avengers fucking rips. Did you know that um, James Gunn? Maybe you knew this, but did you know that he used to be married to Pam from the office. Yes. Isn't that weird? And they're apparently still very good friends and stuff good. like they're they divorced and now they're married to other people, but they still oh. stayed friends. Like, also, the emotional click at the end uh, with Ratcatcher. Yeah. Too. Very good. Uh, and it's just one of those where it's just like moments where it's like, and I like this movie even more now because yeah. of that. I loved the there's two scenes that really did it for me a lot was especially because I rewatched the last one, which I, uh, I'm i of the mind. Let's not blame David Ayer. Obviously, the whole studio fucked that one up, whatever. But um, the way that Will uh, uh, Smith's character in that is so like stereotypical. He's doing it for his daughter and his daughter, blah, blah, blah. And then in this movie, it kind of felt like it was setting that up when Idris Elba goes to like meet his daughter and stuff. Yeah. And then that fucking fight they have where they're screaming at each other. And he's like, it's a TV. Why? Why are you going to watch? You going to watch TV, honey? She's like, it does more than that. Like, that was so fun. I really enjoyed that. And then him still doing it for his daughter, whatever. Um, and then the the whole when they're when they get word that Flag's been abducted and they got to go rescue him and they just buzz through that camp. Only to find out what they find out is yeah. so good. When she's uh-huh. like, why wasn't my men alerted? It is so 
fucking good. It's ah, I was really into it. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, the majority of the cast are just charisma dripping mm-hmm. fucking, you know, it's it's goddamn Idris Elba, John Cena and Margot Robbie just totally. like chewing up scenery and At- then Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. fucking crushing it King as shark. a CG shark that likes to eat everything and then yeah. fucking polka dot man like the whole yeah. cast worked you know everybody it's- had a nice little mini arc too mm-hmm. where like yeah yeah uh, it was done so and I well wasn't and- expecting as much to it's it's funny how much I like uh all the non-Snyder DC movies compared yeah, totally. to the Snyder ones because like uh, you fuck around on Twitter for a minute and there's always a war about DC movies because that you know well and what's funny too about that and not that I'm going to be some Snyder apologist bullshit or whatever but he also is a producer on this he also does have some say yeah. and a lot of people say that him fighting not and not fighting for vision or whatever but him fighting to get stuff helped to be a backup for Patty Jenkins is why Wonder Woman came out as good as it is. And the not, first one, because he was next movie. No, the second one was not so good. Well, I just uh, want to see Star Wars Rogue me Squad. Too. Me too. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I want to see more. I just I'm excited for stuff. I like seeing movies, man. I yeah. like watching new stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Suicide Squad, a lot of damn, a lot of damn fun. And anyways, another reason, I mean, I, I can see why people like Snyder movies uh, mm-hmm. in the DC. I thought most of them were, you know, it's whatever. just not for me. It's not the kind They're of a little long, but DC is like the mythic fucking gods of comic books. So, yeah, there you know, is some stuff. They that's look funny. G- he they look cool. It is weird to me. And I don't know what this is because I'm not the kind of person that's like, let's hate watch this movie. And that's not why I do this. But I would like I love Thor Ragnarok. But I would probably be more interested in rewatching Batman versus Sp- Superman than Thor Ragnarok because I like the idea of being like, what can I find something in this that I love? Because I love Batman. I love all that. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that's happening right now. I didn't mention it last segment, but uh, Stacy and I have restarted uh, DC Lego DC villains. And ooh, what a fun game. I mean, talk about like Suicide Squad, just bad guys coming out of the woodwork. You're seeing funny characters and side characters. And yeah, that's what like seeing Calendar Man and shit like that is so funny to see just for a second. And uh, in this movie, it was really, really good. Well, that's one thing that DC always has in spades is weird rogue galleries for everybody Mm -hmm. because they had to go through the Silver Age of comics. Yeah, they have so many like Flash has like 70 rogues or something. Yeah. Just that 50s period where everything was like goofy. Mr. McSpeliak or whatever the fuck, that guy that you have to say his name backwards to make him, you know, stop charming you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really crazy. Uh. So, yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. How many? Uh. I know that's not the topic of the show, but how five many? causes. Five causes. OK, wow. That's a lot. Um, well, it's everything I'm looking for. I'm not saying I'm not criticizing stuff. It. I'm not looking for in one of my favorite genres. So I would. Yeah, I would say I'm going to give it four causes. Which is pretty high for me, and I and and I and I give myself the right to change that to three and a half causes yeah. before I post it. But uh, boy, I enjoyed it. Um, goddamn that goddamn James Gunn. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why I hold both Ga- uh, Guardians movies in a high esteem within my MCU rankings. So. Talk about a hit, a hit. Uh, I don't know what that's called, a hit ratio or whatever. Oh yeah. I'm going to pull up his Rotten Tomato real quick before we get out of this segment, because I want to see what his uh, 
I mean, what is his worst this, movie? This movie's like 94. Have you seen and like have you seen like his other stuff too? Like uh oh, Brightburn was panned by critics, 57. It's it's flat. Well, he he just produced that and like oh, I thought he directed the no, you're right. He did. He, he did. And like uh like yeah. I haven't seen that, but I really want to. I just haven't it's done it yet. Fine, it's a 90-minute fucking plus it's got uh Roy from the office in it. I love Roy. And it's also got um I uh, I don't know her name, but you know, so like remember at the uh the end credits basically when they're setting up the the new John Cena show? Yeah. The blonde woman. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She is in Breitbart as well. Or not Breitbart, Brightburn <laughs> because I googled when I googled her, uh-huh. Brightburn came up and Brightburn was, you know, on your computer it was purple and I was like, "Why did I look up Brightburn recently?" And it was because during Mayor of Easttown, I was looking up Roy from The Office. Hell yeah. And so it's kind of fun that he's in that. So here we go. Super. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to go through some of the, uh, 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 what's his name's movies first, okay? James Gunn. James Gunn's directorial movies only. Also, so I love his fact that he always has his brother and Michael Rooker. Yeah, he's, he's got a cast. He's got a crew. Um, okay, so here, here we go. We're starting out with Tromeo and Juliet, which is obviously a tr- one of those Tromo films that we're talking about. Uh, he 96 just was a writer on that, though. He didn't direct nope, it. Right? He directed it. Director, writer, executive producer. Nice. And that is no score. Terror firmer, which I've never seen. He wrote that 80 percent. We'll just go to his directing. Oh, he wrote uh, Dawn of the Dead, which, you know, Zach, whatever Snyder made. Uh-huh. That's a 76. That's interesting. He wrote Scooby Doo one, which is a 30. He wrote Scooby Doo two, which is 22. Those are but those are still better than 30 percent. That's just Rotten Tomatoes being Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But then and when you kids get- movies that uh, from back in the day when they would have like real people review yeah. movies that aren't they'd made be like them. this movie did not hold up at all compared to Citizen Kane. Yeah, there's Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Uh, and then there's OK, no, this is what really bo- blows my mind. Slither, which is great, is 87 for a movie. Um, but then what I'm really surprised about is Super. Have you seen Super with Rain Wilson and uh, Ellen Page or now? Do you uh, think Elliot he Page? was able to get Rain Wilson because of his connections with his wife? Probably. He's like, hey, hey, baby, uh, why don't you why don't you ask the white what's going on? And then uh, we also have Roy and fucking Brightburn. He probably I because that was the early the office. He was was when they were married. I bet they are all friends. Who's married to Krasinski? Uh, J- Jungle Cruise. Oh, all right. Yeah, she's not. In she's British. Well. Uh, but anyway, Super has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Super is a great movie. It was one of my favorite movies of 2010 or whatever. Um, it's great. But then then we move into Guardians of the Galaxy, 92. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 85. Uh, Suicide Squad, 92. So this motherfucker knows how to make movies. Yeah. This, this fucking movie's got a better score than uh, is tied with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And then there's a movie called The Belko Experiment. What's that? Oh, it's a pretty dumb, fun, move over violenced movie. Uh, it's kind of got like an 80s throwbacky thing yeah. where a office building mm-hmm. has like an annual like indoor. It's like if The Purge took place in an office building. Oh, cool. It's I He produced and, that. Yeah, it's and wrote it. It's feels like an 80s genre movie. Really good and cast. Made by Orion Films. Oh, too. sure. Yeah. So Coming just, back to make movies. So again? You're already like, OK, so I know what's going on. Terminate or I mean, Robocopy type. And it's got for fans of uh, pop culture. It's got uh, 
Dr. Cox is in it and Cousin Greg from Succession. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Okay, well, that's the end of our uh, James Gunn love fest. Uh, right. But again, uh, I, I really enjoyed all of the indie music in uh, mm-hmm, yeah. the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because while I, it, it's something you just don't hear yeah. that often. And uh, well, that's what I was. I tweeted that right after I watched it was like, I understand the appeal of the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack volume one and whatnot. But like, I want this. I would listen to this soundtrack. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because it. Uh, I don't know. It can get a little tiring, and I know why a lot of people do it. But mm-hmm. uh, how many people take the approach of a well-known song mm-hmm. and putting it into your movie to build a emotional attachment to a scene or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. that works great, and obviously, it fucking worked great with Guardians of the Galaxy because. He probably got a shitload of money just from the soundtracks yeah. that he built, you know, as but but uh to be able to have so many like indie songs that are like you might know and you're like, oh, that's cool that they have that, or you're completely unaware of, mm-hmm. but it just adds uh it's it's fucking cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um yeah, so that's it. Suicide squad. Uh three and a half or four causes. Nice. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy. We're talking about The Princess Bride, finally. Hell yes, we are. Did we never do a fun size about this? Hell no, we didn't. Surprisingly. That's weird. Surprisingly, we did. Yeah. I, I noticed, was looking through. Yeah. We haven't done too many like straight up movies. No. Like we, how we kind of do it now. Which is good because like, we do it all the time now. Yeah. Well, because we did a lot more like franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV and, shows. Yeah. And we talked a lot more like outer ass. Yeah. Now we try to do more research. Which and means it sets up. And- now we can do every Star Wars movie one by That's one. Right. Boy, we've we've done nine hours of Star Wars. I last night came up with an idea for a podcast and I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. It's great. And the, here's the podcast. Ready? Here's the pitch. Mm-hmm. Every episode, I bring on a guest who specifically knows all about something I don't really know all that about mm. and specifically talking franchises. OK, so like one episode, first episode, guest Raiders. No, they love the twilight movies and so somebody comes on and we do a deep dive discussion talking all about the the twilight movies maybe the next episode guess what they love the fucking uh 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 indiana jones right and i was gonna call it fandom d-u-m-b right fandom yeah i google that oh boy there are like 11 podcasts called fandom some of them doing literally that, you know. What about was there one called Fandom Menace? No, but there, there, yes, but, there was Fandom Menace, oh. but there wasn't one called Fandom Fan Young Fan Full of Cum. <laughs> so that's the domain I bought. And so look for our new episodes every uh-huh. Thursday. Uh huh. Oh, all right. I, I was listening to a Canadian podcast. Uh-huh. There's a Canadian podcast called uh, like uh, Canadian True Crime. It's all about murders that only happen in Canada. Oh, yeah. Canadian murders are weird because a criminal just turns themselves in like, oh, so, sorry, so sorry, polite. 
So Sorry, uh, he didn't mean to heck that guy up. Thought we were just fucking around, you know, I <laughs> uh, but I listen to this podcast and this is it's one of those podcasts that like, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with ones like this, where like instead of doing ad reads, they literally just play commercials, you know? Yeah. Like they have it's more like radio where they have how comments. how's their commercial choices? It's sometimes it's good. Sometimes I just it's like, feel so weird, like commercials on true crime. I listen to uh, I've been. When I get the bug, I listen to cold case files. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, cold cases. Anyway, Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, no. So what was interesting was they were like, so they play. I I know this is not what the podcast is about, uh-huh. but when it's a true crime, like I listen to case files a lot. Yeah. And that guy is great, but he is very, it's very like stereotypical of like, and then they found them all deadly murdered. And when I'm sleeping, my back hits. So I'm thinking about getting into, uh, you know, and that's like, that's where we were talking about. At least in this show, at least in this podcast, it's like, and then she was deadly murdered. Because honestly, it's a Canadian podcast, but it is an Australian still hosting it. And she's like, and then they were all murdered. And then it goes commercial and it's like a different audio pro. Manscaped. Hey, yeah, it's like a whole ad. But the other day they did an ad. They were like, it was like, I don't know the name of the studio. Let's say it's Rainbow Studio. And they're like, Hey, are you a podcaster? Are you looking for a place to podcast? Maybe for work, maybe just for fun. Well, Rainbow Studio is for you. Uh, and they talk about it, all their features, studios. You can rent them by the hour, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, so Rainbow Studios located in Ridgewood, uh, Guanas, and Bayside. And it's like, what? This is a super local Brooklyn podcast oh. network. And it bought an ad on the biggest Canadian <laughs> podcast. I think they have started doing targeting uh, on like Spotify. We're like, may- no, I see. Maybe where that's they can I was- cycle out commercials like there. There's I. That's what I was that. nervous thought, but I downloaded it off of my pod app. Maybe they still did that. They, I think they have a way to, on some of these bigger podcasts. I mean, to yeah. especially for the money wise to pull where they do ad spots and then cycle them out or and put maybe in different ones. It could also be that even though this is a Canadian podcast, maybe 90% of their audience yeah. is in Des Moines or is in Brooklyn. Yeah. So they just had that ad, you know? Um, but I thought it was very funny when I was listening to this Canadian podcast. All of a sudden, I'm like, why are they talking about fucking Ridgewood all of a sudden? I don't um, think commercials add much to a podcast. And um, okay, so we're talking about the Princess Bride. Now, I am blown away. We never talked about this as a fun size because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, man. This is one of my all timers. This is an iconic movie for our generation. This like, is a, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. It's this is the a lot first, of people's favorite movies. This is the first time 20. Oh, by the way, it's, also last week, Tron. Those are 420 episode. Those are 420 yeah. podcast episode. We forgot to hell mention yeah. it. We even talked about it beforehand. Oh, totally forgot to mention. It. I've Probably told people. Yeah, I tweeted it and said this is our four hundred twenty. I had pot during it. Oh, you were high as hell. You didn't even watch fucking Tron. Oh, I watched it. <laughs> uh, but so this is our four hundred twenty first episode. This is our twenty first episode in the new style. This mm. is the first one, the first topic in this new style where I did not watch it like beforehand because I know this movie so much. I do not need to. Yeah, um, you- and that's fun. That's a good thing to have, you know? Yeah, I napped through the second half in and out. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good There's, movie. I I watched the first half hour of it, and it's so brilliant just seeing how fast 
it moves along. How uh, you're in how, it all. How quickly the characters get like you know who they are, you know their motivations, mm-hmm. and everybody gets paid off too. It's fucking great. Everybody's great in the goddamn movie. I'm Fred really- Savage is just like, shut up, you're gonna like it, which is so funny. It's such a funny meta narrative in the movie too to yeah. like sell the type of movie it is because like you we've all been there yeah where you tell somebody like oh my favorite move one of my favorite movies is princess bride or it comes up and there's always that one person that like huh yeah what movie and the it's prince like, the princess yeah. tied with barbara or or if you're trying to sell that to somebody yeah. they're all gonna be like fred savage where they're just like what that yeah, yeah. is the best I've never this movie and then you watch it and never, you're just going to be like more and more into it. And it's just it's the goddamn Princess Bride, man. Mm-hmm. It um, I, I know we've we've discussed this things. I personally, I don't know if we were talking about the show, but the craziest thing about it is when you look at that run. Oh, first Bob off, Reiner. Written, well, first off, written by William Friedkin, who wrote uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know, just iconic already, you know? And then you look at directed by Rob Reiner, the run he was on at that point. Oh, was, he was getting ready for it. Too. I mean, God, he's right yeah, in the and I mean, it like, kept going. But so this is Final Tap, 85, 86, Stand By Me, 87, The Princess Bride, 89, When Harry Met Sally, 90, Misery, 92, A Few Good Men. Like, boom, just that run is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. And then he I mean, he's had some clunkers after that and stuff. But still, after that, he's made the American That's, president, which is good. Ghost can't of Mississippi argue his is career good. didn't go north after those movies. <laughs> yeah, right. So poor Elijah. I had a dream about Elijah the other day. Yeah. I had a dream. Was, it, was, was he eating uh, broccoli with cheese all over it? No. Is that an Elijah Wood thing? That's uh, a commercial. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. That's no, what I, I, rem- I don't know what every time I see him. I sleep with uh, like YouTube on a lot of times. And so I'm assuming something played that got oh. this in my brain. But I had a dream that I was on a New York City bus and I was sitting next to Elijah Wood and I go, hey, man, you're from Cedar Rapids, right? And he's like, yeah, well, my dad lives there, but we don't really get along. So, you know, I don't I haven't been back in a long time. And I, and that's only stuff I know because I listened to the Marin about him. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, literally, do you, I was like, I wonder if the Marin video played during my nap. <laughs> like, why did I Elijah Wood? Um, but yeah, Ghost of Mississippi, like he's like a hell of a director after already being a big time actor like you know he was on all in the family yeah. and everything and another great thing about this movie uh is it was made for cable television because mm-hmm. it's you can get dropped into like the middle of it at so many different spots and and be fine or if it's on tv you're just gonna watch it or like as a kid you would just catch mm-hmm. some of it and it was it's truly and i i, I don't know fucking i'm not a filmmaker you know i'd love to be but i'm not I think it is truly a perfect movie. And I like the it's little 98 fucking minutes. Yeah. The little element of the 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 from the jump, the the idea of how they get into it with Fred Savage being homesick and his grandpa is Columbo. Like yeah. for our generation. Great I, bedroom for. Oh, awesome. He's, bedroom. He's got a bag of fucking Cheetos in yeah. there with him. He's playing. I that, love the opening shot of the fucking baseball game that mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Makes that me Nintendo watch game big now. Yeah, big opens um, with the same way. But, it's a uh, hardball. Oh, that's hardball. Inc. Yep. I played hardball. That makes sense that it came from the PC because hardball yeah. was a very immersive Sega Genesis game. 
where you could like pixel make your own pixel in uh logo for the team yeah and he's wearing the walter payton jersey and yeah. he's got a refrigerator perry poster, poster. on the wall yeah. um and, and he's got marty de burgo's hat oh yeah up behind him oh, i noticed i've fun. heard that too but uh noticed Mar- marty de burgo of course is rob reiner's character from spinal tap that's awesome that's really the, cool d- the director of the mockumentary that's yeah, interviewing yeah, yeah. everybody the entire uh, time the uh so the and whole movie the whole yeah, movie so fred savage committed a murder and columbo's coming in just one more thing him. just one more thing well that's the thing being a little kid now i didn't that's- see this when it came out but this is one of those movies yeah. that like i don't remember the first time i saw it but i saw it this I know I've said this on the show. Listen oh, yeah. This. this was my my sister and I's movie. We watched this movie in the summers. I'm not kidding. We would put this movie on every single day and I we wa- would say every line with it. And yeah, yeah it was great. We would do a thing kind of like you're saying how you could jump in anywhere. It's universal. We would do a thing where we would press fast forward and then like count. We'd take turns. It'd be like, OK, it's your turn. I'd be like, OK, 11. So we'd press fast forward and go one, two, three. Four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Play, and then wherever we played, we'd watch the rest of the movie from that spot. So that way, we're jumping in at a different low spot every single time. Yeah. And and I and as a little boy, mm-hmm. fucking Wonder Years is what I'm watching every day. Fucking Columbo is what's on every day. And then I'm watching this movie with both those Andre the Giants in there. I mean, well, of yeah. course, I loved it's, Carrie Elway's as a child. It's fucking perfect. As my favorite Elway, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's, Elways are the highways. That's what I it, say. That's a perfect lead in because it's perfect for, uh, you know, a boy and his sister to like, yeah. uh, you got the lovey dovey stuff. Yeah, it's up, got all up that. top. And then immediately you have fucking pirates and eel monsters like the, the first act of this movie is fucking perfect. Yeah. I mean, the movie is perfect, but just that and- whole scene of Wesley as the pirate chasing the recently kidnapped buttercup and then yeah. he introduces himself to the two character uh and then has the showdown with uh wallace sean fazizi yeah F- no wait no Fez- fazini yeah he uh it also does a thing that i i absolutely love and like i've always like whenever i've written stuff uh like tv shows and movies i've always tried to incorporate some element of this it does something that's so well done where it's it is a great movie with a great perfect story type link but it is we are being shown what Columbo is reading to Fred Savage so like there like when it starts it starts kind of on page one but you can tell he's skipping you know what I mean yeah. he's jumping around he's skipping parts and then there's the part where he's like okay I'm actually gonna skip and so he's like buzzing through pages so it's like we're missing story elements that if we were reading the book, maybe we would need. But in this element, it works so well and we don't feel like we're missing anything. And there's that yeah. wonderful scene where he's like uh, uh, fucking Columbo is like uh, whatever it is. The eels do not kill Buttercup right now. And he's like, what? And he's like, you looked uh, confused. I, you know, you look scared. I just want to let you know. And he's like, no, I'm fine. But you're like, oh, he was. That's why Columbo is reading right. the book, looking at his grandsons all freaked out. And then when he jumps in, he starts the lines again and you see that scene again, but it's Columbo yeah. saying it. And it's and Fred Savage is like, no, Grandpa, you already read that part. We're moving on. And he's like, oh, of course, of course. And then they jump back into the story. And those little breakouts are so fucking good. 
Plus, it's good for the budget. Yeah, you totally. Don't, you, don't, you don't have to show how you uh, saved Princess Buttercup from the eels. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to shoot on water. Yeah, hear let's that? Just, uh, it's the shrieking the eels. Oh, uh, and Wallace Shawn. Classic. Is, like, this is his most iconic role. Yeah, for sure. Well, because uh, this and Andre, but yeah, for but, regular people, it's this. Yeah, and just he's hilarious. His vocabulary and his misplaced vocabulary on top of that. And he's supposed to be a, the smart, the brains of mm-hmm. the whole thing. And you just don't see it the entire time. And then his showdown, like all three of the uh, showdowns between Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts and uh, Fazzini's group mm-hmm. uh, are fucking great. I mean, the sword fight. Of course, that is like perfect to me. Like I can watch that like clip. I watched yeah. it. I watched that last night. It's that clip the, is amazing. They set out to make one of the finest sword fights in movie history, and they absolutely did. And what's crazy is to think about these actors because mm-hmm. everybody's fucking great and they work their ass. Like it's all on screen. It's wide shot. You know, it's all mm-hmm. over the place. And then halfway through the fucking fight. They both switch their hands. They switch hands and have to do it the other way. And it's way. still fucking great. Yeah. The um and also there's like I mean I'm sure that when you're developing as a as, as a as a boy, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, my feelings with Prince Buttercup, okay? But uh, when you're developing as a kid and you're trying to become a human being, seeing the way Wesley reacts as the Dread Pirate Roberts, where like he's like I could throw you down a rope, but I'm just gonna kill you when you get up here. And he's like I you know he's like I pray. Or when, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Montoya is like, I yeah, say on my father's swear, life, yeah. you'll make it to the top alive. And he does it. Throw me the rope. It's like so like genuinely good. And then he's like, take your break, you know? Yeah, their and relationship he, off the bat is it's cool. It's so good. And, and it sets you up to like bring everybody back because you like the guys. Mm-hmm. And the way Dread Pirate Roberts in that moment, I, I mean, we've seen it a billion times now. But the first time you watch that movie, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so the way the Dread Pirates Roberts is like, uh, Wesley's like, uh, well, you seem like a delight. Or no, I think Montoya says the verse. He's like, well, you seem like a delightful fellow. I hate to kill you. And Wesley's like, well, you seem like a delightful fellow. I hate to die. Like, <laughs> he's acting like he's going to die. And then they do their battle, and it's revealed slowly that he's the great, a better swordsman. And then, but I am not left handed. Like, well, I'm not left-handed. It's so fucking great. That clip. Yeah. Is great. Plus, if the movie sucked, that clip would be iconic. Yeah, it just well, happens to be the rest of the movie rules, and there's ten other scenes just like that. Plus, the it, it sets you up to already be sympathetic to him and Andre the Giant because Wallace Shawn is such an asshole. Yeah, you know, and, and it's so like man, people, people, people gotta make a living, man. I can understand sometimes you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're all gentlemanly the entire time too that they're fighting with. Uh, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts and yeah. stuff. And that, fuck, like I said, the sword fight is beyond Just great. those beats. And, how he doesn't kill him, yeah. he's like, pops him in the noggin. He says, I would rather break a stained glass window than, uh, like, kill an artist like Kill you. an artist like yourself as a swordsman. And and yeah. it's just so beautiful. And then then we get him. Boom, boom, boom. He moves on to uh, uh, Fezzik, uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah. And that battle is well, really funny where he yeah. like throws the rock 
And he's like, I missed on purpose. Like, it's so funny. Well, it's funny, too, because he's like, uh, he doesn't even know what to do. And uh, Wallace Shawn or whatever is like, I don't know. Hide behind that boulder. Grab that rock. And then when you see his head, throw it at yeah. him. It's like, And we, we've also already, I mean, obviously, who knows what this show's going to sound like. But we blew past the fun interaction between uh, Montoya and Fezzik on the boat. The stereotypical classic line uh a rough waters ahead if there are we'll oh. all be dead uh yeah. stop it now and i mean it anybody want to beat it like <laughs> just their little corny interaction because you could tell they're they fucking hate uh vizzini you know what i mean like they yeah. don't like wallace john but they're you know it's like you said he's their boss they got to deal with it you know and they're being lied to they don't think they're gonna kill her that they, they weren't told that you know yeah um and how it's all just a start of war. Like, he's just a shit stirrer. Vezik is just a which, shit stirrer. Which is funny because that's what the king's trying to do. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's it's because war is the only way people can have power. It's George W. Bush, buddy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so then they're, they're a little fight when it when I love when uh, Fezzik's like. Uh, I normally only fight 10 people at a time. I'm yeah. not used to one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. My bad Andre the Giant. I'll do a couple more. Uh, Yeah. I fucking I just I love. Uh, I'm trying to look up. I have the the I have the uh, what do you call it? IMDb trivia open. So I'm just popping off stuff that, yeah. you know, it's uh, also it's very uh, like Looney Tooney, almost the fight at the beginning, because Carrie Elway is just like runs over there and like tries to pick him up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where he's just like grabbing like <laughs> yeah, where it's like even even if you're fighting like. There's no reason to do that other than for the bit. Like it yeah. makes no, and it works perfectly. There's also, I, I now, now we're going back again when they're climbing that rope and he's like, Andre's climbing it is gaining on us. Yeah. And, 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 uh, Vicini's like, you want me to send you back where you came from alone, penniless, friendless in Greenland. <laughs> and then under the giants, like, <laughs> don't say that Vicini, please. <laughs> like it's so nice. And <laughs> uh, there's a quote. Yeah. So it's his uh his vocals on like uh everything he says is yeah. great. Just, yeah. And the way he dies, too. Oh my just, god, how he fucking... immediately freezes up again gross. as a young person, <laughs> a little kid learning how to be in the world. Yeah, you immediately learn what happens when you're a cocky piece of shit. <laughs> You fucking get poisoned. It, it is one of the best come up in death. Yeah. And anything. And it's like, uh, I love their little discussion. So so he beats the giant and then they go and he, he runs in. Oh, he sees her. She's tied up, but she got the fucking thing on the eye, eyeballs on. Yeah. Uh, and and Vizzini's sitting there and is like, uh, oh, you know, you drink. I wine, put Iocane bread. Cheese. I put Iocane power in one of the drinks. And he's like, and then the, the way they discuss and he's like, sure. Well, you know, you're he, a man of science. So surely yeah. you would put the I OK in the wine for this meal. But maybe put the wine. For, that whole discussion is so he good. immediately does a uh, Batman 66 like deduction. What in the like, world is that? Could that be? Yeah. Where it's just <laughs> ridiculousness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the head fake like, ah, it, it's so great. It's so and then he dies. And it's great, too. Uh, like, okay. The comedy. <clears throat> hold, on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do this. <clears throat> Vicini says, uh, I can't compete with you physically and you're no match for my brains. And the man in black's like, you're that smart. And Vicini goes, let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, <laughs> Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. 
Morons. Morons. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> such, a great, uh, such a great fucking line. So good. Yeah. You think like, I guess wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched the glasses when your awful. back was turned. You fool. <laughs> Uh, the most famous of which is never get in land war with Asia, but only slightly less well known is never go against the Sicilian when death is on the line. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. And the way that like then she's sitting there the whole time, band head, head you know, eyeballs hidden. And then she's like, oh, so the eye gain was in uh, your glass the whole time. And he's like, ah, nah, I fucking, you know. I, I spent the last 10 years learning some, how to get it's just amazing how good this movie is like God. the comedy like well they have a lot of great great fucking comedians I mean Christopher mm-hmm. Guest oh yeah uh, like they they have this him and the king or the prince Humperdinck just yeah. have this deadpan bad guy thing down yeah. they're so easy to hate there's that moment where uh He's like, I got the biggest weekend going on right now. I'm trying to start a war, plan a wedding, and murder my wife all in the same weekend. You know, it's just like there's right then. So what? Ha- so right then, uh, he beats <laughs> the way he trollops around. Yeah, when, Humperdinck. Like, Humperdinck is like picking up the scent of when, everybody. Yeah. Is like there was a fight, and he's like, yeah. I power powder. I bet my life on it. <laughs> and then the way so when they meet up, so. They fall down and they get they fall down the hill. He yells, as you wish. Buttercup reveal realizes that he's, you know, right. Wesley. The very obvious fucking. Also, as a kid, I fucking loved the idea of the Dread Pirate Robert's mantle. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just still to this day. I do. I think they, that fucking rules. They, this movie really has a beautiful way of transporting you back to watching it as a kid like mm-hmm. you can remember like the beats like at the ones that really hit you big as a kid where it's just like oh yeah the um like when uh indigo mentoya comes this is much later in the movie but when mm-hmm. he's having the fight with a six-fingered man and yeah. he comes he's kicking his ass and he comes running down the stairs and takes that blade to the gut yeah like the the dread that I felt as a kid yeah. still like comes around, even though I know he's going to, you know fucking... what happens, you know, yeah. Nandy lives, you know, uh-huh. um, I like that when he starts explaining it to her, how casual he is when she's like, but well, what's going on? Why are you? And he's just like, uh, well, you know, I got kidnapped, you know? And then, uh, we started, I, the, the dread pirate Roberts, we started making everything and he'd say, good night, Wesley, uh, good work um, today. Uh, much like to kill you tomorrow for three years. Yeah. He said that, like, it's I say so that to fun. my dog every night. <laughs> and then the way he's like, uh, the line read from Carrie Elwes where he's like, and then one day he told me, I am not the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> My name is whatever. And I took the mantle and I'd like I'm to give Jeff. it to you now. It's I'm so, Jeff. You're so like into it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the fucking fire swamp is because we had a timber behind our house and that's uh-huh. all we would do when we were kids all my friends. imagine the fire swamp imagine the- that quicksand's going to be right there or ROUS is ROUS is really did a good job of like being a stupid little one-off thing and entering the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. and that bit of oh yeah. what about the ROUS's rodents of unusual size I don't think they exist and then harsh yeah like will always work like uh, and the, I again the like spinal the thing, 
tapness of this is just like the thing you said about um when 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 Montoya gets stabbed in the gut later. I have the same feeling still when I watch it, when they go under the sand, when they fall into the sand. Yeah, they're under there too long. I, I hold my breath in the moment. I feel well, like they it. do that. They do the whole freeze shot of just mm-hmm. sitting there on it the, yeah. before you have the classic and the coming out, hand. gasping and yeah. yeah. Um, and then coughing. So like and really selling how much the it sucked. <laughs> The funny one of my favorite lines that made my made my sister and I laugh so hard as kids was the next scene. So they get out of the fire swamp and Humperdinck immediately sees gets them. Right. And Humperdinck, the first thing he goes is surrender. And Wesley goes, oh, you want to surrender to me? I accept. <laughs> like, it's so funny to be like, if that's what you thought he was saying in that moment. <laughs> he does a lot of that. Oh, yeah. He's, Wesley. he's Wesley's great. Like, Try. Carrie Ells has they have no business getting somebody as good as he was. Yeah. And the, like, this is his forever iconic role. Pony, and he fucking Pony, crushes Pony boy crushes. His comedy is way, way better than uh, he shouldn't be that funny and be able to have a sword fight that good. Yeah. And be like that good looking of a kid, like farm boy, Wesley with that hair, mm-hmm. you know, baby, you know how many fucking, awakenings people had watching yeah. that you know yeah. well i mean like i well he's, it's that we mentioned it we mentioned it and it's funny because like as i got older and started dating and stuff like that and like obviously i i never was into blonde women i never i mean not that not i'm not again mm-hmm. but like i always dated brunettes redhead stuff like that um my wife beautiful wife is a brunette um but two of my first major crushes as a little kid were fucking princess buttercup and Marky Post, aforementioned from Night Court, mm. because they were like blonde babes. And that's not something you knew about, you know? But they also weren't like, whatever, Pam, Ant- I mean, I love Pam Ant or whatever, but they weren't like that. They were like regular women. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of interesting the just the idea of how that was when I, and she was very confident, very f- powerful, you know? Absolutely. Um, the fact that she was going to take, kind of fucking kill herself. Like the fact that she was going to take that control, I thought was really powerful. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but I really do. She was like, well, I don't want to be married to this guy. I fucking hate this person. So I'm just going to kill myself tonight. My yeah. real true love is dead. Fuck it. Let's do it. Um, uh, Count Rugen was fun. Is Count Rugen? That's the guy, six finger man guy, right? Yeah. Or a tyrant or something that his name? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyrone. No, Tyrone. Yeah, Tyrone. You know how much I love watching you work. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary <laughs> plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilder to framework. I'm swamped. I'm, yeah, that's that I'm, line. I'm fire swamped. I'm fire swamped. Uh, and then Count Rugen yeah. goes, get some rest. If you haven't got your health, what have you got? <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, there. Christopher Guest yeah. is great in this. He's Brilliant. Men- he's menacing and he's, like I said, there's a funny, dark, like, uh, what later when he throws Wesley on the rack. Jesus, that's intense also. Uh-huh. It goes up to 50 at one point. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to see if they can make one that goes to 51. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he's got him on the rack. And the first time he does it, and he's like asking him about like, now how do you feel? You know, and remember, <laughs> this is uh, for posterity. So be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way great there, line as a kid too, like the idea of being killed by a bad guy is one thing. But the idea of having lo- years of your life taken away was kind of was way scarier. Like, I remember oh, yeah. 
I remember at one point watching this and doing the math and being like, okay, well, my grandpa Johnny died when he was 80. And if they just took 50 years off your life, then he'd be 30. He's younger than my mom now. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that was. Like, I remember just trying to, like, grasp that as a kid about how scary that is. This movie just looks good, too. Yeah. Uh, It's all on the location scout for this movie. That's what I I wanted to look that up and see where it was filmed because it's all film. All the exterior fucking rules. The cliffs are so cool. And the scene where, like I said, the Wallace Shawn death scene, like all of those look good. The rolling down that hill. So iconic. Mm -hmm. You remember rolling down hills? I love it. Before you you put your arms up, you put your legs for my fucking brain would go crazy. (laughs) Where was the Princess Bride film? Let's find on location in central London, Derbyshire, Sheffield in South Yorkshire, Mm -hmm. England and County Clare. Now, why didn't they film it in County Kerry? Probably because Kerry always said no way. Yeah, apparently everybody would call Rob Reiner governor. They call that director. Yeah, they call the director governor there. Oh, that's fun. There's a thing that uh, um, not clear if that's a real or if you're doing a bit. No. Uh, there's a thing that Andre the Giant said that was really cool where when the movie was done, they asked him what his favorite thing about working on this film was. And he said that nobody looks at me because he felt like he was just treated like an equal, like another actor, like part of the yeah. set, as opposed to the rest of his life where he's always the odd man out. Everyone's staring at him. Um, they said, OK, so during the filming of the, some scenes, the weather became so cold that for Robin Wright, Andre the Giant helped her by placing one of his hands over her head. His hands were so large that one could entirely cover the top of her head and like keep her warm. Andre the Giant stories are always just like uh, you start telling a story about Andre the Giant. I'm, I'm like, listening, gr- grabbing and like, yeah, yeah. He um grabbing a blanket and a cocoa and being like, oh, and then he did what? Yeah, we always talk about how like when uh, you know Chris Farley passed away or Phil Hartman, how that was the first big ones that hit. But I remember when uh, Andre the Giant died, I didn't believe it. Because yeah. I heard it through wrestling and you're like, no, fucking Undertaker's just got him somewhere, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember them. And then once you saw the pageantry, they made a bigger deal about it. And you're like, oh, I think Andre the Giant really did die. You know, it was really sad. He was such a fucking great guy. That documentary, if you've never seen his documentary on HBO. Oh, yeah. Go watch it. It's fucking brilliant. And, and he's just such a good guy. Gave back and was a great role model for so many, not just wrestlers, but just so many people. From yeah. France and, and stuff. his sense of humor and mm-hmm. uh, which really shines through in this. Like he. Yeah. Everybody's so great. He's fucking great in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing is uh, Mandy Patinkin, who plays obviously uh, uh, Nigo Montoya. He says that this is his favorite role he's ever played in his life, which I you would think so. But I bet like, you know, there's certain actors. They say they couldn't go a day without hearing a thing. I feel like he's no matter how and he and Manny Patinkin's a huge star, but I bet you every day of his life, somebody walks up to him and is like, uh, you killed my father. Prepare to die. You know? Yeah, it's got to be. And he's so genuinely sweet and wonderful. He's been on Never Not Funny as a guest before. And mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've seen him during the pandemic. There's a funny thing that Manny Patinkin and his wife, who's another she's like a Broadway because he was a big Broadway guy. And his wife was is also a big Broadway actress. And they have a son who's like probably like in his mid 20s. And they on TikTok, they've gone viral on TikTok a lot because his son will be like, what do you guys think NFTs are? And then Manny Patinkin and his wife are like, oh, shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like the way they discuss it is so funny. And they'll be like, it's like art. They sell it. Is it like, do you buy like a hard copy of it? And it's their son's like, is that what you think it is? <laughs> and like, yeah. 
it's really good how Manny Patinkin is still uh, being awesome all these years later. Uh, I know Chris Guest said he gets kids walking up to him and trying to look at his hands. Yeah, yeah, trying to see how many fingers. Uh, that's one thing Fucking this movie. Idiots. One thing this movie may have done wrong is uh, I don't know what the term would be, but like, imagine if you were a kid with six fingers watching this movie. You're like, oh fuck, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for. <laughs> right? We're gonna well, have to, or they're we're gonna just have to psyched get about representation. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe we're gonna have to get that that uh shit from uh, SNL uh, Victoria Jackson stuff. Remember that? There was you know a, what I'm talking about? The, the Chicago Cubs had a six fingered pitcher. Oh yeah, he was a closer in like the early 2000s, like Antonio Aguilar or something huh. like that. I and never you could see him pitch because you could see like they show it all the time. It was like, hey, and don't forget, this is a six fingered pitcher. Hey, look at this freak's fucking what he's working with. Yeah, uh, it's weird when you see it like I'm Googling it right now. I Googled people with six hands fingers on one hand and it's never like what you want. Oh, no, this guy's got it. What about people with six hands on one finger? Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see it with like. Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like you got a baby finger. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I want it to be where you've got like another fucking index peeking out. You there. just have to remember never to take your. uh uh, wife and father over to uh, the six fingered man with one arm's house. Yeah. <laughs> man, I don't know why he swallowed that fly. Man with one arm from the fugitive killed oh, his yeah. wife. I got it. I didn't kill my wife. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. That's what he says. I don't care. Um, uh, God damn. Okay. So then we got, okay, we'll go back, jump back into this. I think about the fugitive. Why not just have more Jadiv? <laughs> you ever see that movie? Uh, a fugitive. <laughs> Good men. Also there it is. directed by the same guy. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, uh, something though, that, uh, I also always loved about this when I was a little kid was, uh, it feels like and good movies do this and especially good comedies. It does feel like several sketches. Oh, it just yeah. happens to build the story properly. Mm-hmm. But like like we like I was saying with the, the sword fight, if this whole if the rest of the movie sucked, but the sword fight was exactly the same, you'd be like, good movie. <laughs> same thing with all those next segments. But then yeah. the the when they so the the, Wesley, the wedding is an SNL bit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Mailwitch. Uh, but when the once they go pick him up and they're like getting him from where he's been like you know he had all of his life sucked out of him <laughs> the albino sword. the introduction to the albino too the way he's like he- eh, eh. <coughs> <coughs> i have no idea i don't know where the fuck he is. <laughs> and the way they do this stuff it like the the little dry humor in this is so good but oh yeah they pick him up and then they take him and we meet fucking max or no what's his name uh yeah, Max, uh, Billy Crystal's character, Miracle Max. Uh, when he shows up and he's like, leave here now or I'll call the Brute Squad. And Andre the Giant's like, I'm on the Brute Squad. And he's like, you are the Brute Squad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and then great Billy Crystal. The way Billy, probably Billy Crystal, the only way I've ever liked him. I don't give a fuck about Billy Crystal. I love him in this, you know? My favorite mm-hmm. thing about this is he's not wearing blackface. And you know he tried. Right. You know, he was like, come on, can you just give this uh, weird uh, witch mask some dark tint? Yeah. Uh, He's like, why can't my Uncle Max like the Yankees? 
Yeah. Oh, my God. You ever have a nice mutton lettuce and tomato when the mutton is nice and juicy? <laughs> oh, this is our horrible Billy Crystals. Oh, it's so good. My Billy Crystal impersonation is not marvelous. Did you see Billy Crystal? DC at- movies are marvelous. In the NBA, when they won the uh, um, when the Clippers lost and yeah, uh, yeah. the Suns went on, did you see Billy Crystal when they showed him on TV? Was he hanging out with George Murison? I don't think so, but he looks so different now. Like he they, looks kind. He looked cool. He looked like a hipster. Is it? It's crazy that my giant and uh, the other. What's the yeah. other NBA movie? One night in Paris. Well, there's one night in Paris. Yeah, where he plays a ref. Yeah, they're not in the. They're not the same movie. No, and they came out like around the same time, and they both well. Involved- my giant is I, I'm pretty sure I think my diet. He worked on that. That was based on his relationship with uh, Andre the Giant. Like, that's where that came from was him oh. talking. I don't know if that's true. I feel like I saw that on like Entertainment Tonight in 1995. What about, what about or whatever. My Iron Giant? Different movie, different thing. That's that's the one that starts Groot. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird that he's played an Iron Giant and a Wood Giant. <laughs> uh just that whole scene and with Miracle Max and his wife, who's done by, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Why don't I Carol Kane, Carol Kane, who's fucking phenomenal comedy genius all the time uh, married. She was married to, uh, and, and, uh, Kaufman, you know, mm-hmm. just a real, real star. and Michael, the way she walks out of the back and goes, and him, him like immediately just being lazy because he doesn't want to do the magic because he's mad and just mm-hmm. being like, I bet this guy owes you money. And he like puts the thing in and he goes, what do you have? Hey, buddy, what do you what do you got to live for? That's so important. And he goes, true love. And they're like, see, true love. He loves it. And they're and he's like, no, he said uh, to blathe. And we all know that to blathe means to bluff. You guys, ah, he probably owes you money, right? A card game. <laughs> like just the, the spiral of him not wanting to do this. Uh, yeah. It's so good. And, and then, yeah, because I, yeah, and I can remember that as a kid just being like, but he has to. Yeah. For true love. Two. So ha- two years ago, I gave him uh, I gave my sister a, her her uh, Christmas present was a shirt. I found that is them. The Ma- Max and his wife, Ma- Miracle Max, and his wife waving. And it just says, have fun storming the castle. On it. Oh, yeah. That's such a good line. Ha- goodbye. Goodbye. Have fun storming the castle. Yeah. And then they do. And yeah, when he's it, when they're up on the balcony after that comedy genius, the way Carrie always is like, yes. And he's like, forgive me. I've been mostly dead all day. <laughs> and then and he goes, God, if only we had a wheelbarrow. And they're like, Fensic, what happened to the wheelbarrow? We the albino had. And he's like, we left it with the albino. Yeah. And but he's what, like, why didn't you bring that up a little earlier? <laughs> and, and then they're like, now, if only we had a Holocaust. Cloak. And he just goes, <laughs> It's like Miracle Max gave it to me. They, it was a perfect fit. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. good. And oh, then it goes so straight to the I uh, I fucking love the Dread Pirate Roberts. That's been one of my uh, most quoted uh, non sequitur like one liners throughout my life is just go for whatever reason going. I'm the Dread Pirate Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. And is all that- your souls. I always was when I was young, I would we would talk like, is he doing an accent there? Or is that just what it sounds like when Andre the Giant has to yell? Everybody move! Yeah, because because that was the thing is a lot of the, like 
all of his lines had to be ADR'd so much because he couldn't be active and delivering good English lines. Yeah. And so that in that moment, that's what I always wondered. I was like, did they tell like, did uh, Wesley and and Vicini or Wesley and Montoya be like, OK, do a, like a weird fucking voice? Or is that just him doing what it sounds like when Andre the Giant yells, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love that and how they're holding the castle and then they're just like, nope. And they just fucking run away. It is kind of cool, too. Just that our uh, main characters are pirates and like they're, they're all like scamps. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that part where when uh, Andre the Giant goes to like find when he's drunk, he goes to find. Yeah. He's got a he's drunk. Like, Putting his face in the water and shit, you know? Yeah. Stop it! Stop it! That's what he says. Because, you know, he's like, we got to find them. We must find the man in black. Like I said, this movie just fucking cruises, man. Cooks, rips. perfect. Um, so then, yeah, so then they, they storm the castle and then that's where their story had break fun off. doing to lot, doing and, it and maybe I'm just saying this because I just watched it, but like it does have a, like a lot of like similar arcs and stuff as uh, the Suicide Squad that we just saw, where it's oh, like yeah. all the characters are getting their payoffs and they're all going yeah. off and doing their side quests, but then coming back together. Um, and, and I love that when they get to the castle and it's like Wesley's looking for her. Uh, what is under the. Di- oh, he's got to go get horses. And then uh Montoya and Count Rugen, their whole like thing where and he has his famous like uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare yeah. to die. And you can see Rugen like know and like understand and like recognize what's happening. And then their chase. And again, when he gets stabbed, cool. it's so sad. And, and the comedy of the first time, yeah. you know, the movie's been built. His whole thing's been building up to him meeting him. And mm-hmm. you're expecting this big like sword fight too. Uh, and then he just fucking turns tail and runs. Yeah. And just <laughs> like the, the coward he is. The repeating of the, hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Oh, yeah. He's like, stop saying that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, especially since you're that gut shot with the knife was a literal gut shot to the audience. Yeah. And you're like, no, God. And, and then, then he gets stabbed twice in the shoulders, too. Right here. Bleeding. This line, he's, fucking, got, he's fighting him with his hand over his gut. Yeah, one handed, and his hand's so bloody, and, it's and he's like, so good. Um, that part where Count Rugen's like, uh, he, uh, uh, and he goes, so I have the quotes up. That's why I'm saying this. But mm-hmm. he's like, offer me money, and Rugen's like, yes. And he's like, power, promise me that. And he's like, all the power and more. Offer me everything I want, anything you want. And he goes, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And and it's like, yeah. Ah! Like if you saw it in the theater, it's like when Captain America picks up the fucking, you yeah. know, uh, 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 Mew Mew or whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and then seeing the way that Wesley's like, we all know as the viewer or Fred Savage is the listener. We yeah. all know that he's immobile on that bed, but he's so menacing to Humperdinck that he convinces him. You know, uh-huh. and when they're making out and she's like, why won't you touch me? And he's like, I've been mostly dead all day. <laughs> oh, Gent- gentle, gentle, yeah. gentle. And then the way she hits his head, I like to this day, we have a bed, uh, a headboard to this day. I'm so afraid of smashing my head on that headboard the way that that happens in the movie. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my and God. Yeah. This line, line oh. too, where she's getting ready to finally kill herself. Yeah. Or. Even before, that, yeah, yeah, her and, and the king in the hallway, yeah, where it's like, I want to say thank you for always being kind to me. 
Mm. You know, I, I'm going to go kill myself tonight. <laughs> and the king's like, oh, well, isn't that lovely? Hi, she kissed me. Yeah, she kissed me. And then when she when she's getting ready to plunge the knife in and Wesley jumps in with uh, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It'd be a pity to damage yours. <laughs> like yeah. as a little kid, I'm like, he's talking about titties. <laughs> uh, and that yeah, that is so fucking good. Um, and then I love this little the same as same as the interaction, how good it's written. The um, oh, fuck, I just closed the oh. link. Well, I love but- when after that, when they're leaving the castle and the shot of princess mm-hmm. buttercup uh getting thrown down to and she's just like what it? it feels like mario music should be playing yeah and she's <laughs> just floating through and it's yeah. slow motion and it's all black in her white dress it's yeah really really cool beautiful and and i just love the roundup there of the whole when uh, uh they're like like uh wesley's talking to montoya and he's like so what are you gonna do now yeah and now the revenge is over and he's like well i don't know and he's like have you ever thought about being a pirate and you're like what i he's want gonna that be me I don't understand. And, and unless it's unless it's like, uh, hey, you know, it'd be funny. An anchorman, too. You know, unless it's something like that where they're like they they don't want to do it because they don't want to fuck with the perfect thing. But like, God, a 38 a year old uh, uh, Mandy Patinkin doing a, an Inigo Montoya movie would have ruled. He's 60 now. Yeah. Get Oscar Isaac in there. That ship has sailed. Skip it. Skip it. Reem. Get Rob Reiner on the phone. Here it is. Here's the movie. Oscar Isaac. Mandy Patinkin. Dread Pirate Roberts. Mindy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin has been the Dread Pirate Roberts now for 40 years. Mm-hmm. He's old as shit. He's passing it down. And the movie starts with him kidnapping like Oscar Isaac or fucking like, doesn't even. You can, call me, you can call me anybody, Dread Pirate Bob. Anybody. And he's like. He catches somebody and then he notices that person is slowly the person that he should pass it down to. And there's all this talk about why is Dread Pirate Robert so old? And oh, it'd be so good. And it's 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 fucking the 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 Fred Savage is reading the or, story to his kid. Yeah. And then you can do it in the future where you get all the old Dread Pirate Roberts back together. Oh, it's like a team up movie. Yeah. And they have Carrie to Elway's. kill a seven fingered man. And 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 Mandy Patinkin doesn't know if he can do it. He doesn't know if he can mm-hmm. turn it over. He doesn't know if the world needs Red Pirate Roberts. So he goes to that little tiny farmhouse from the very beginning where Carrie Elways and 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 uh, Buttercup right. are living and they're old and they have little kids and stuff. Right. And he's like, do you think I could do this? And he's like, you have to do this. And then they go and they stand by Andre's grave and it's out back. And they're like, you know, uh, uh, Fezzik always talked so, you know, loved you guys and stuff. Ah! Damn, that'd be good. Hell yeah. Damn. Um, and because of uh, the multiverse that exists, because we just talked about it. <laughs> the Princess Bride multiverse. I think that's exactly how it works. Yeah. We um, did talk about the Princess Bride. Yeah, it's very good. I, I loved it, it. Also, it's got one of my favorite things that I want in every movie. Yeah. And they always punch it up is when you have the closing credits that play parts from the movie oh yeah with, with the cast totally it it always works especially in it. an 80s movie love it but you know also this that, is this movie is timeless man yeah you show theme, this to a kid today that, they're not gonna think it feels old oh no it looks good too yeah yeah 100%. i watched that fucker on disney plus and the on location stuff looks good mm-hmm. uh i mean practical you you're in a, yeah you r-o-u-s you, mm-hmm good the, stu- studio stuff and another thing just coming out of the movie 
the, the, the beautiful thing at the end is Fred Savage, who's like hanging out with his grandpa. And I don't know what you were like as a kid, but I hung out with my grandpa a lot. My grandpa babysat me a lot when I was a little oh, kid. Yeah. And that thing of him being like, hey, grandpa, do you think you could come back tomorrow and tell it again? Yeah. Like that was well, so real. That's me. Yeah. asking My grandpa, if, if I can come back tomorrow. That's On top me. of that. Yeah. You got a good fucking arc between the grandfather and the grandson. You can mm-hmm. tell that that's a moment that they're going to have like those characters. Like, yeah. Fred Savage's character like remember is always going to remember that memory with his yeah. grandfather too. And you could tell like you get a lot of that as a kid too, where he's kind of at the beginning, just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and then at the end of it, he's like, that was great. And now I want to hang out with my grandfather again. Yeah. Now and t- to end it now, if he's sick, why is he eating all those fucking Cheetos? Thank you. Now, the red bag. There's this other thing. Now, do you know about this shit? The home movie, The Princess Bride? Uh, I was trying to find Princess Bride stuff to watch on YouTube, and, and I did all see, that popped up. I did. Well, there's a good featurette that I'm pretty sure is from one of the DVDs that's on YouTube called As You Wish. Oh, that cool. Pretty, it's like a half hour. It's pretty solid. Uh, and then uh, I did see that there it had like 600,000 views. So yes. it looks like a homemade remake. Well, what it was was a as opposed to like, remember the RoboCop fan film? Mm-hmm. This was produced by Rob Reiner, directed by Jason Reitman. But what it was is they they split all these little scenes up and then gave them to celebrities to do. And it was a fundraiser for um, the, during the pandemic. And oh. Quibi released it, I guess, or produced behind it. But remember Quibi, that thing that disappeared. Um, but it has like literally. Uh, OK, so the grandson is McKenna Grace. Uh, and they did it in like a bunch of different ways. So it like edits between different cuts, just like the Robocop movie did. So it's like Wesley is played by Chris Pine at one point, Common, Sam Rockwell, Neil Patrick Harris, fucking Sophie Turner, nice. uh, David Spade, John Hamm, Kate, and like all these different people play all these different it, characters. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be really, really fun. But it's one of those things that hit during the pandemic at a time where I'm like, well, I'm uh, still shut up inside. We're going to talk about cereal on the podcast this week or something, yeah. you know? um it's uh, it's funny too because yeah. uh having watched that dvd i'm assuming featurette on youtube there were multiple times that the people be because it interviewed like the cast and rob Ryan mm-hmm. and stuff and multiple times people have said like modern day wizard of oz or they compared it to the, the cast people like compared it to wizard of oz just because it like wasn't a hit when it came out and then uh has become just like such a fucking touchstone, yeah. like beloved movie. I mean, it, like I've said, I, I and I don't, I it's top five favorite movies of all time for me. It's it's one of the only movies I'll watch anytime and have no, I never get bored of it. I never get sick of it. Like I literally think like care, it would have to come out that Carrie Elways was like on uh, Epstein's flight <laughs> yeah, for me to stop enjoying this movie the way I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just love it. And then the other last thing we'll say, Mitch, is I, I don't know if you've seen this, but have you seen the um the Deadpool thing? So so Deadpool 2, do you remember they re-released it as a Christmas movie? Yes. And they and it's unrated. And when right. they did that, uh it's told like this, where Fred the premise is that oh yeah, Deadpool yeah, yeah. kidnaps grown-up Fred Savage, recreates that room, and then tapes him to it, and it's him telling him the story of Deadpool 2. Um, and I thought that was kind of fun. I like that. 
I like that everybody involved with this loves this movie. Fred Savage understands where it is in the time. Yeah. Robin um, White is like upset because she would sit her kids down to watch any other movie in like 10 minutes. They're and out they'd of it. be like, yeah, can we just the, watch Fred the Bride again? Yeah. And also Robin Wright of all the people. I mean, I don't know if it's like surgery or whatnot, but just what a good looking person who is politically good aged really well has never stopped making really good interesting things yeah well, um, fucking westworld and fucking the kevin spacey thing yeah she was married to sean penn for a long time obviously she also dated that fucking dude from iowa for a long time ben foster remember him oh yeah they were like a couple for a long time and apparently still produced together even though they're not a couple anymore um just what a fucking great all-star cast. Everybody's yeah. great in it. And it makes uh, Robin Hood, Prince and Tights even better. Totally. Just because just, just you're like, ah, yeah, I guess more Carrie L's just being yeah. funny. Carrie always is great. He's one of those people that I, I'm always surprised he's not in more stuff, but I bet yeah, he's he, in just... He was great in Stranger Things 4. I bet he's in the I stuff that he's good about. In Liar Liar. Um, it's, like, it's when he's... Oh, it's the claw. Yeah. Well, here's some stuff. I'll tell you this. So, Saw? Like, he's been, yeah, Saw. He was great. So, he was in, um, so Stranger Things, you mentioned. He's also in a handful of episodes of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, I mean, over the years, he's done a billion voices I don't know why they, it, on Family Guy. They call him Carrie L's. He's got a lot of W's, you know? Thank you. Coming up, he's also going to be in Mission Impossible 7. So, that's awesome. Wow. Uh, so maybe he's going to start also untitled Guy Ritchie film. So maybe he's going to start being in massive shit again. But I bet you that... Speaking of massive shit. Yeah, we're almost done. I bet you that he doesn't feel like his... Maybe at one point, but I bet you he's proud of his career. Oh, 100%. You know? um, I'm proud of this movie. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of this podcast. Where can Me listeners too. find you, buddy? Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. That's right, man. At you, Yahoo. At Yahoo. You got great tweets. Do I? They're very funny, yeah. It, with you moving, I know we talked about this and it was kind of hard to explain, but I do feel like you've left New York, which is weird. Me Because during too. the pandemic, I didn't. Um, but yeah, man, you just like uh, seeing your Twitter every day, seeing your Instagram, it's really good. What did you think about that goddamn uh, my tweet to you? This is awesome, Reem. Congratulations. And it's your statistics uh, team, I like Brandon. See, I, I like to see the improvement, you know? Did you? Yeah. Uh, do you know what that is? Do you have any thoughts on what that is? I had no clue. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's about somebody we've already discussed on this podcast today. Josh Allen? Did we... No, nope. That is uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh. That is his high school stats because he went to a high school called Brandon. And huh. I was just randomly looking up Gardner Minshew and I saw Team Brandon and I was like, buddy, that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, That ended up in my Twitter mentions. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, ended up in my garden. <laughs> oh, I could dig it. Uh, that's fun. Uh, get on the Patreon if you haven't. Give us a dollar. Give us $2. Give us $5. Uh, Reem, I'm going to try to remember to send you a mic stand this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, listen to the podcast. Tell a friend. We're, we're, I, I, we got, you know. Here's an idea. I'll pitch yeah. this. Tell me. Uh, would you want to do like a... We could do a fantasy league if anybody wants to... Oh, yeah. it. If anybody does, wants to do that, sounds league. dumb. I know some of our listeners. Play. I just don't know if we have enough listeners. I oh. feel like it'd be a little. We can edit um, around this. I'm sorry. 
No, that's fine. I like the idea. Listeners, I'm just getting know. stoked. Let us know. F- football's coming, buddy. The, that's all I can I, think about. Kansas City's, uh, um, so you know, hard knocks. Kansas City oh, has yeah. their like has like a web series version called the franchise, and they did it the season we won the Super Bowl, and then they didn't do it last year because of the because of COVID, but they're doing it again this year, and so it's awesome because every week it's like having a hard knocks episode about my favorite team every week. Nice. Um, and they do it every week throughout the season too, so it's not you know it doesn't stop, and it's yeah. real time. Because HBO Hard Knocks only twice. Yeah, and that starts. Yeah, uh, isn't it really uh, on the ceiling? If they would want me, that's weird. <laughs> Um, but I like yeah. hard knockers, you know. Uh oh, bad, bad like boob jobs. Um, my band, I think maybe as we get out, we're done talking about part of that. But um, the thing at the end about like uh, in all the time there were, you know, the kisses, the loves, yeah. the kisses. That quote that started one of our pop punk songs. Nice. A song called uh, I don't Good remember. Theme. I remember good the theme opening too. The oh, great music. I think the music is partly why it's so uh, emotional. The music is what makes me feel so scared when the with the fucking quicksand and the stabs and stuff. Um, tell your friends. Be Zoom cool. was just asking me if I was playing music, and it's like, nope. I just oh. have a beautiful voice. That's weird. Tell your friends. Be cool, never die, and as always, remember: if you're not an inepper, you're an mfer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.